Hi everyone, welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I hope you're having an awesome day wherever you are. Thank you for joining us. So today I'm recording from the North Shore of New Orleans, nearby the farm where my horse lives. But by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably be in Oregon for my Golden Sunrise Retreat. Super excited about this. This is a sold-out retreat. It sold out about a month ago, and it's going to be a super fun trip. We have a great group coming, and there will be lots of hiking, forest bathing, meditation, yoga, horseback riding, and an amazing spa. I'm also really looking forward to fitting in river rafting. I love being in the water, so we'll see. Hopefully that works out. And stay tuned. I plan on hopefully releasing a fall 2018 Golden Sunrise Retreat and certainly will announce it on the podcast. If it's divine timing, you will join me. And I look forward to hanging out and meeting you. Prior to the retreat tomorrow, I'm leaving and I go to Portland first And super looking forward to exploring the city. I've been wanting to go there for quite a while. I've never been to Portland. I booked a reservation, this really awesome restaurant, and super looking forward to trying that out and checking out some of the bars and the the lounges and the place I'm staying. You can, uh, they have bikes. I was going to say you can rent a bike, but it's actually free and you just like, cruise around with bikes so it's on the water so I'm really excited about that too all right so let's get into this episode today's episode Denise Milford is back I feel this episode is very much going back to the basics the soul of where everything started for life on earth podcast really just friends sitting down and digging into this thing called life if you love it Go back and listen to episode four when I first hosted Denise. Lots of great information in that episode. Super inspirational. I myself listened to it again yesterday and loved it. Loved it. So who is Denise Milford? Besides being my great friend, she is an actress born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. She lives in Hollywood. She's passionate about nature hiking, and our beloved planet. I invite you to check out her IMDb and her latest movie, Dead on Arrival. In this episode, we meet in a hotel room at the Celebrity Center in Hollywood for a very intimate conversation among two friends, and we tack into topics such as being single in modern times, relationships, dating apps, taking yourself out on dates, and much more. So grab a cup of tea and join us in conversation. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa. To celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I am recording today straight from Hollywood, California. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles. Behind me is the Hollywood Hills. On the back of me, it is downtown LA. I just looked outside the window and I cannot believe. If you don't know, I used to live here and I fully love this city with all my heart. And I'm sitting here with one of my podcast favorite ever <laughs> and one of my life's favorite ever of Life on Earth podcast. I'm Natalie Cross, favorite Denise Milford. Well, what an intro. Hello, use your mic. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> I feel like I should bow. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it's really kind of exciting. I've had Denise before and go back and listen to the episode that she's in. We are also recording in Hollywood and it's quite magical, the episode that we recorded before. We, just to give you guys a little bit of a background story, it's 11 o'clock here in Hollywood in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and we sat down on the couch that we are right now at 8 o'clock to record the podcast. <laughs> 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 and literally, we have been having so much fun and talking. And I was like, where's the machine? We got to record all of this. And finally, we're recording. But that's the thing. When I'm with this woman, it feels like time flies. Yeah. No, no, no. Time stands still. Yeah, time stands still. Yeah, it does. Well, that's what I mean. Like, no, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. It does. It's I like, mean, you know, we're there's old no souls. Time. There is no time. There is. We've traveled many, many, <laughs> many distances across you know, the universe, and we find ourselves here now. But I've yeah. known you for millennia. Oh, yeah. If not millennia. Like li lifetimes. <laughs> lifetimes. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we're here to share with you guys perspectives on life and perspectives on everything. And so, you know, take what you love, I always say, and what you doesn't resonate with your soul, then you drop it. And if you're here, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being a supporter of Life on Earth podcast. It's been an amazing journey. I have gotten a lot of listeners questions that I have been saying that, you know, I will try to get to them as much as I can. So today it will be a combination of us flowing into the conversation here with Denise mm -hmm. and also trying to bring up some of the questions from the listeners but anyways, how are you, Denise? I'm wonderful, Natalie. How are you? Thank you so much for sitting here with me. Once again, it is the second time that you're sharing your energy with Life on Earth, and yes. I really appreciate it. It is my absolute pleasure. Yes, I have reservations. I've had, I've had reservations about you know, doing a podcast or having something And why out. is that? That's interesting because there's um, so many uh, podcasts out there nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting to say why is it that you feel the hesitance? Because I actually have other friends who feel the same. The same What's way? the hesitance? Well, I think it always comes from you, whatever it is, whatever drama you're making for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if, hmm, I haven't really analyzed it, but I would say the reservation comes from the fact that something is out and you cannot take it back. It's like toothpaste. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Once it's out, it's out. So we evolve as human beings. We're never stuck in one place. And if you are stuck in one place, you are not growing. There's a problem, right? So for me is how I feel today, am I going to feel that way five years from now? And if it's out there and anybody can access it at any time, 
they may get like that version of me yeah. that kind of it's really no it's I, really totally, I totally understand because what you said is a really good point i've thought about it a lot in fact when i am leading my teacher trainings in i make some i always mention my trains because i make some lifelong connections and mm-hmm. i'm with the students for about six months so it's very deep but I always tell people I'm when they ask me, we often circle and we have like a Dharma talk, which mm-hmm. is about life. And I often say, uh, they'll ask a question. They'll say, I really want to know. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to give you an answer. However, if you check with me in like a year from now, I might give you, you a, a different completely answer. different That's answer. That's good. At least you're honest about so it. So we'll make a disclaimer right now that everything you hear today <laughs> on this episode, who knows if we're going to be saying the same if you ask if you meet Denise in five years from now or you email her or you send her an Instagram uh, direct message she might give you a different answer right but this is where I am right now I'm going to be 100% authentic with where I am today and that's the best that we can do right now (laughs) yeah like Maya Angelus, do the best you can until you know better when you know better do better oh love her I love her she's an amazing spirit But, you know, we can always tell you guys our perspective and we can share and that's all we can do. And then we have to understand that the only thing that we know in life, the Buddha said, is the impermanence of things. Mm -hmm. So everything is always changing and life is always changing. Although, of course, I do feel that there are the core beliefs and there's something called integrity, which I really love because I've changed a lot in my life from the past many years but one thing that I feel really strong about is that I'm extremely faithful to the people I love in my life and I have a lot of integrity and that's something that you have too and I really admire that in a human being and I think it's really important right because nowadays with the way society is with all the social media and instagrams and this and that things it's just like so volatile is that a word like but you know what I mean like I don't know, for some reason, you know what just popped into my head? Why? (laughs) I remember after our first podcast, the number one thing that I kept getting, the number one note I kept getting from everyone is, oh my God, I couldn't tell when you were speaking or when Natalie was speaking. You guys sound so so much alike. And I'm like, we really don't. But then... Uh But then, I mean, maybe it's energy or vibration or maybe the tone of our voices. We both grew up speaking different languages. So maybe like we speak with a a dance, like a a dance dance or something. And you speak French and I speak French too. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's what it is. But I just heard an interview with Howard Stern and you too, (laughs) Bono, not the whole band, but just Bono and The Edge. And I swear, man. I I love them. I was like, when is Bono talking? (laughs) When is The Edge talking? I was like... Okay, which one? Is that Bono? Is he talking to Bono? Is he talking to Edge? I was oh, like, wow. I was like, oh my God, this must be how people felt when they were listening yeah. to you and I. Yeah. So, yeah, I think sometimes when people spend a lot of time together or they've been around each other or maybe they have the same purpose or mission in life, something starts to blend. Well, and then also I'm going to throw in something that I have, that I think about and I kind of, that's how I see it. I think there's frequencies and I think that certain people vibrate and they are, they connected to the same th- frequency. Right. And I definitely feel like you and I are on the same frequency yes, because most even of the time. If, most of the time, of course, not going to always be, right, 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 right. You know, thank, thank, thank God, God like yes, I do have my own personality frequency. and she yes. has her own personality. But even if we go like months without seeing each other and then 
we will like talk about something that's going on in your life, my life is like the same. Parallel. Parallel, Parallel universes. Parallel universe. Yeah, that's do why. Do you guys have that? I mean, do you, I'm sure like you all have that too. You guys are listening. I mean, think about like, are there people that sometimes you never talk like on a daily basis or monthly, but when you maybe you haven't even seen them for years right. and you see them and it was like you just saw them yesterday, yep. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely feel that way with you. I mean, and this is this is really one of the things that I'm most grateful for is having a bestie. It's like it's a really beautiful thing. Someone who really knows you inside and out, who you can always be yourself who never judges you, who always has your best interest at heart, who's all, who always puts you, makes you important. I mean, it's, I'm, it, it, I'm floored by it. It's yeah. just such a magnificent thing to experience. It's amazing. It really is. And I really hope, because I think at the end of the, of the day, every human being wants connection, wants to be, wants to feel connected, wants to be understood. And when you have a friend Several. I have several people. I mean, as Natalie does also. Mm -hmm. She has several people that she has yeah. relationships like this with. It's just, wow. It's like, amazing. How lucky are we to be able to have something like this? Like yeah. 20 years plus. Of like friendship. <laughs> of friendship. True friendship. You know, true friendship. And... It's, and that, that kind of friendship is not a, a, it's a kind of friendship that like, it is unconditional. Because yes. even if you see somebody like at their lowest, right. you're still there for them. Or if you see them at their highest, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. But I also you love gonna, the being, yeah. the soul. You have something together. They're like a part of you in a way, you know, yeah. they're like a part of you. You can't really separate. You can never really be separated. Space doesn't do it. Time doesn't do it. Nothing does it. Yeah. You cannot be separated from this person. They are always with you. They're always in your heart. And it's not something I ever asked for. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow. You yeah. know, friendship is a true gift. And for all the, all the friends out there, all the friends, like I know people who are listening, they have that friend that they yeah. connect with. Then... You know, to cherish you guys, that. cheers to all of you. And yeah, cheers to all of you. And honestly, yes. cherish that because it's a treasure. It really is. And for the people who do feel alone, who don't have friends, or who think they don't have friends, I don't know why. Did, how did we get here? Well, I can, <laughs> I can actually, is. I can actually pitch it. But say your advice. Okay, first. I was gonna say, if you find yourself lonely without friends. The way you get friends is to be a friend. It's, it's that simple. You get love by giving love. You get friendship by being, you have to be that thing to have it. You have to be it to have it. So if you are alone, be a friend. Don't be the friend that says, well, I went to her birthday last year and I got her a gift and she didn't even come to my birthday. Oh my God. Okay. That's so crazy that you just said that. Oh, my God. Something just popped at me that I learned from Bob Proctor about okay. friendship. And this okay. is very important. I have to okay. make this point. Sorry, I'm all over the place, guys, but this is really important. Yeah. He said an, an interesting thing about friendship. He goes, there's a big difference between giving and trading. 
Bob Proctor said this. He goes, the problem with most people is that they're trading and they think they're giving. So for instance, when you say, oh, I went to her birthday three times in a row and she didn't come to my birthday once. What you were doing was trading your time and hoping that she would come to your birthday and give you her time. You were never giving her your time. You were trading it. And when that kind of misunderstanding happens, because she's thinking you're giving and you're thinking and you're, you're trading. So at the end, there's a problem. There's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself about to give something, you have to go, okay, am I giving this or am I trading it? That's really, really, really important. When you're, when you're giving your time, let's say somebody says, hey, you know, can you listen to me for a second or can you come to my party? Can you support this? Can you support that? Really decide if you're going to give that to the person because you don't want five months from now when she's unavailable for you, you start to build resentments because you, never, you were never giving it to begin with. You were trading and she thought you were giving. It's a very important point. Oh, I mean, that was like a light bulb for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who suffer. But I, uh, yeah, say it. This. Say, people ahead. who suffer deal with this. They suffer from loneliness or lack of friendship. Well, but there's also trading. like, there's a giving. lot, there's some relationships in our lives that we are trading. Mm-hmm. We all have that. Right. And there's and there, nothing and, wrong with trading. Right. And there's some relationships in our life that are freaking unconditional. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all have. You know, we would love to say that we're all perfect and that all of our relationships was not that. Right. But the reality of the planet is that we all have that those both relationships. Maybe not everyone. Some people right. out there don't. They're completely like almost like saints, enlightened. But I certainly have some relationships in my life that I, because when you were saying that, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can relate to that. Right. And like I have some relationships like that. And then I have some other relationships like you and Chris that mm-hmm. is just like. Whatever. Oh my God! Like we don't keep totally. inventory. No, I, I do not. I do not keep uh, tags. Or even like if I have like a dinner at my house and Chris doesn't show up, I'm like, you're totally like I don't even. It's not even like you're forgiven. It's like you're immediately forgiven. There's no forgiveness. Like I totally get it. Yeah. I don't. I'm like you know I might. Or even if you called me and you were like, nah, I really want to be there, but you know what? I just. I'm really feeling like I want to go on this amazing hike. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, sounds like something. Dude, I would go like and have an amazing freaking hike. Don't yeah. come to my house. I'm totally cool with that. Like, even though, of course, I would miss you and I right. wish that you were there, even if I like, you know, cooked for you or whatever. This didn't would, happen. It's just hypothetical. No, it's hypothetical. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I would be totally cool. However, there are certain other people. That is not like that. And I can explain. Well, I think it goes back to the point that you were making earlier. And the point is, if you are sitting there at home going, oh, my God, you know, am I a giver or am I a, am I a giver or am I a trader? Wait, is it? No, traders, trader means something, means something different. It's like when you're, when you're betraying somebody. Or am I a trader with a D? <laughs> yeah. You know, someone who trades. Well, y- y- there's no judgment. Number one. So first of all, it's not about being right. It's just about balance. You have to understand that at some, sometimes you're going to be a giver and sometimes you're going to be a trader. But just understand that in order to have real friendships, real deep, meaningful, unconditional friendships, 
where there is no loneliness because this person is always there no matter what. You can never really be truly alone because they're at your disposal or they're in your heart. Even thinking about them can, can uplift you. Then you've got to be a giver. <laughs> you know, in order to achieve that highest state of friendship and experience that true love, you cannot be keeping inventory. And I think, okay, there's a balance, of course. You can't have, you can't say to yourself, okay, you know, I'm only giving, giving, giving. There's a balance, of course. You don't want to be a martyr. You don't want to be a doormat. You don't want to be used. You don't want to be abused. But I guess you have to find that balance for yourself, right? Right. That's why there's like no right answers here. You have to find that balance for yourself. But I do know that my best and most altruistic, amazing relationships are relationships where I'm not keeping tabs. Yeah. Like zero tabs. Right. And that's why this is why personal relationships, romantic relationships Mm -hmm. are so challenging because there is a level of it that Mm -hmm. we are, you know, yeah, in a perfect world, we don't want to be keeping tabs. There's a level of it that you're keeping. We are keeping keeping tabs tabs. because we're human. Yeah, we're We're human. human. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to add something to to something that you said about having a lot of friends or not having. I wanted to just share something with all of the listeners and all of you guys listening out there, which is the same, the listeners and all of you guys <laughs> listening. You are the listeners. Are but listeners. anyways, my extended family friends that I I have never shared on the podcast, and but perhaps you've already figured it out. But I'm actually, I am like... I have a job that I'm always around people and I have a lot of people around me and I'm, I'm, I go to a lot of events and things like that, but I'm actually very introspective. My, and Denise knows that mm-hmm. um, and, and so does people who really know me for a while, my, my family and stuff. So meaning many times in my life, I have I've felt very lonely mm-hmm. and I actually have a hand. I, yes, I do. Like Denise said, I have Nat has some, you know, people in her life that she feels like that besides her. But I actually have like a handful. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person that I have like a ton, a ton. Of, I don't close consider friends. myself have like a ton of close friends. Like I'm actually like alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have a handful of people that I consider them my family. Yes. Like you and some other people. But. But I'm on for the most, not that I'm not open to it, I am. And I love human beings. That's why being a yoga teacher, one of the main things you need to to have when you're a yoga teacher, in my opinion, is to love humans, to try to, you know, and I and I do. I have this genuine curiosity and I really I think human beings have an amazing potential. However, I just myself, I am just have I don't know, just have like a handful of people that I'm truly comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I just wanted to share that with you guys because I know if there's anybody out there that feels that way or if you feel lonely, I got to tell you, I feel there's so many nights like you. We don't live in the same city. And there's there's so many times that I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had, you know, one of my best friends here like or you and and. And I don't have I don't have anybody a lot of times, and I've lived in a lot of different countries too. And I'm like, I feel very lonely those right. times. No, you know? I understand. Yeah. I do. 
But when you I don't live, know why I okay, share you, that, okay. but I just wanted to share that. Well, you live in New Orleans now, and yeah. you've kind of like taken yourself away from a lot of the people that you've made strong bonds with. But you also have people in New Orleans that you've made strong bonds with that are still there, like Galliano and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I read somewhere that loneliness was the human condition, and I just, I just read that, and I was like, I don't think so. You're, you're kind of like okay. Yes, Nat, you're going to have times when you feel isolated or when you feel like you're not connecting or, or all of that. But everything is kind of an announcement. So when you feel that way, you're supposed to be doing something about it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, like you, have an alarm, you have an alarm system going off in your house, okay? Like, okay, I'm feeling lonely. This is not me at my highest state I read somewhere else you don't ever feel alone no 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 of course I do but what I actually read was that boredom is a sign to get out and help somebody and I think it's the same thing with loneliness when you find yourself feeling lonely or feeling isolated it's a little bit self-indulgent as I know it's going to sound a little bit what's the word Hmm, I'm not being compassionate but at the same time if you, just like I was saying earlier, you want friendship, you give friendship. So if you're feeling alone and you want connection, go and give somebody connection. Call somebody and say, how are you feeling today? I bet you, you won't feel lonely. Because if you're, if you're not calling somebody, say, hi, I'm lonely, talk to me. But you're calling someone and you say, hey, how was your day? How's it going with you? How are you feeling? You're kind of getting out of yourself in your own loneliness. I see what you're That's saying. when you connect. I see where you So you're saying like if you're in for some reason feeling that kind of thing, then make an effort. Yes, because it's like the, it's like your alarm your alarm system going off. Yeah. Like you are being introverted a little bit too much because it's all about balance. Yes. You are being to yourself a little too much. You need some connection. And that's normal. We all need connection. You know, so I'd even do it to my sisters sometimes. I do it to you. Like if I feel like, oh, hmm, I'll call and say, hey, Nat, how was your day? What are you up to today? What did you do? And you'll talk to me about your podcast pretty soon. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> but a lot of us don't understand because we're thinking about our own needs and it's very natural. So it's kind of like a trick. It's yeah. kind of like a trick. And, I, and the only reason why I do that is because I read that sentence. This like 90-something-year-old woman. I think she, was, she must have been a centenarian. She was like 100 or something. Wow. And she said, boredom is a sign to get out and help somebody. And, and so I switched it into loneliness also. So whenever you're feeling alone, it's a time to get out and ask somebody how they're doing, how they're feeling. And pretty soon you're connected. You know, there's serious depression and there's serious sadness. That's, that's not what I'm different. talking about. Yeah. That's different. That's like, I'm feeling lonely and I'm feeling sad tonight. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling lonely and sad every night, okay, then you're clinically depressed or you're, you're you know, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know if like calling somebody's going to make you feel better, but I'm just talking about when I felt sad or like not connected or all alone in the world, poor me. I call one of my sisters and, or like Nat or, you know, one of my other friends like Sauri or Tatiana or Carrie Marone. Or you, know? you can also like um, go out and smile to the person at the cashier at the supermarket. Absolutely. Or, and talk to the bus driver. Yes. Or talk to, you know, the taxi driver. Right. Or 
I mean, I don't know how many, I can tell you guys like, okay, I give you an example. Be the thing you want. Right. But like an example is like Ubers. I, I get so many Uber. I, I've been getting Ubers for so long because I travel so much and like in all these random cities in my city now, but I used to get Ubers like all the time. And I've met, like, I've had some really interesting conversations with my Uber drivers, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. I love it. I love the fact that I connect with these people. And, you know, how are you? So how is your day going? And then the whole Uber is like, I just made a new friend. Of course, you know, I don't know much about. There's a few that I've actually exchanged a contact, but a lot of them I don't. But it's, it's just cool. It's just cool to connect with people in general. Yes. Your feelings are like... You filter. They kind of yeah. let you know what's happening. And once you are really open to them and you can honor them and you can learn what they're telling you, that's the thing. I don't think we learn enough in school or like through people, through our parents about our feelings and how to manage them. You know, we're kind of like all thrown out into the world and we have to figure it out for, for ourselves. And then, you know, some people are better adapted at it than others. But really... When you are feeling lonely, I really think, unless you're clinically depressed, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's really time to reach out. Reach Mm -hmm. out to other people. I like that advice. Yeah, and not not for your own needs, because then you're really doing it all over again. People are going to run away from you. But literally, call someone and ask them how they're doing. Yeah. You know, literally, that's what you do. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And most people... After you've had a conversation, well, normal people, (laughs) after you've had a conversation about how they're doing, you know, they're going to ask how you're doing. Either you're going to be feeling so interested in what they've told you, you've already forgotten that you were sad five minutes ago, or maybe you're still sad, and then you can tell them. You know what? Before I called you, I was feeling X, Y, Z, but I felt a little better just like talking to you. Here, you just made a connection, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like, be the thing you want. You want love? Be loving. You want friendship? Be a friend. You want connection? Connect to someone. It's, it's really like that. You have to be the thing you want. I love that. Yeah. I love that advice. Thank so you. can we shift now from friendships into rela- like personal relationships? Like romantic? And, yeah. And, uh, uh, like and I'm the- some expert. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Same here, ditto. But the the reason I would like to shift into that to share with everyone, I have when I have asked you all mm-hmm. for suggestions for the podcast, I've gotten a lot of really good suggestions actually, and I've, I'm trying to address them each one, you know, as organically as I can, time by time, but. One thing that keeps coming up is a lot of my girl women, power women, powerful women, uh, <laughs> listeners who have been sending me questions about relationships. Of course, like I, and that was the first thing I said. I'm like, well, I mean, how can I, you know, I'm not like a ther- like a therapist or anything like that. But it was all about what is your perspective and spirit. And I guess like I can share from all I can do again from this podcast medium is share from experience. Right. And so 
Anyways, I would like to address some of those questions tonight mm -hmm. as I would like to address any questions that you all might have. And if you send it up to me, if you send it to the podcast, then I will eventually, you know, try to get to them as, as best as I can. So relationships, whoa. <laughs> I mean, if there's so much to talk about when you're talking about you know, the masculine and the feminine mm -hmm. as a relationship. And I don't care. Just a disclaimer But what here. about LGBT? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, say or that. feminine, feminine, or feminine, masculine, feminine, masculine, masculine. But I'm talking— I'm not an expert on that either. But what but I'm talking about is the energy. Energy, yes. Like, so you can have a, ma a man and a woman, or you can have a masculine and a feminine and two men together. You can also have a masculine and a feminine two women together. Mm -hmm. And usually that's gonna that's why I meant it like that because usually that's gonna how it goes. No, I get it. Like even if it's two women, one is gonna have more and it doesn't mean here you guys here's a thing. And if anybody is very curious about this kind of verbiage that I'm using right now, you I don't know if that's a word is verbiage. Verbiage. Verbiage, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like She's, now English is I'm her third mixing. language. <laughs> It really is. And I think that happens to people who don't who don't have really thick accents. People are like, yeah. are you smart? No, no, no. This is my third or fourth language and I have a hard time navigating. Well, and, and sometimes I kind of like make up words as I go along because it's like I'm using like the Portuguese French and, and the Portuguese and the, and the English. And I'm like, I'm going to make up this word because I feel energetically that's the word. And half the time it is a word because yeah. English borrows so many words from all these different languages. And then Latin. Yeah. Like what what I was gonna say is that there is this woman that she she looks she does all this this um work with uh, the masculine and the and the feminine and What's she's her actually name? oh my god Pat I'm gonna find out before Is she in New Orleans? No, no, no. She's very famous. Is she's, she a psychotherapist? She's a therapist. Okay. And she does a lot of But anyways, going back to what I was saying, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we do not discriminate. Whether you're gay, lesbian, or you're men don't. and women, whatever it is, there's always like a mask. There's like these energies that are playing. And you, when you are one, you, it doesn't mean like you're always, even in, it doesn't mean like you're always the feminine or always the mask. You can always kind of go back and forth. But it is important that you have like some kind of balance and fluidity in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But what I was saying is, relationships whoa you know there's so many ups and downs so many things to discover again nothing is permanent sometimes you fall in love with somebody and they're one they're a certain way and then they change and then some people and that doesn't mean you don't have to stay with them but some of the people that I have asked and questions that have been together for a really long time One of the things that first come up is you have to be open to change because we all change. Again, that's the one thing that we know, the impermanence of things. So it's challenging when you fall in love with somebody and you think that that's, okay, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life if that's your mindset. And then that, you know, that person, you have these expectations and then that person ends up not fulfilling your expectations. Mm -hmm. um, But what are we talking about specifically? Because, you know, there are so many reasons why relationships don't work out. It's like very complex. So, But even if they work out, I'm not even necessarily saying 
I'm talking only about relationships that, that don't, don't work out. out. I'm talking, You're about talking about relationships, relationships in, general. in general. I feel like we need to be open to change. And I to agree. Un- and again, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast, that unconditional love yes. versus keeping track. And But I do feel is more challenging when you're talking about your romantic partner. Because well, somehow we keep this, somehow there's some, there's this expectation. Well, the change you just mentioned, that's huge. Yeah. Being flexible to change. For instance. Oh, and you real know, quick, I'm yeah, sorry. No worries. The, the name of the, if anybody wants to look, Pat Allen. Okay. Look I've into this woman, her, Pat Allen. She's a very interesting psychologist and she has this whole uh, thing. But okay. Going to change. What were you going to um, say? You know, my mind works in pictures. I'm visual. I'm an artist. So whenever you started talking about change and stuff, I pictured a mother with a two-year-old and then now the two-year-old's 16 or something like that. You know how mothers are like, oh, this is such a good time. I love hold- holding them in my arms. Well, just like you were saying, the only thing constant is change. That two-year-old's going to be 16 one day, and it's going to talk back to you, and it's going to have its own ideas. It's going to have its own opinions. So is the mother going to go, nope, I'm done being your mother? <laughs> you can't, right? You, you're right. stuck. This is, this is the relationship. This yeah. is, you know, you're a parent. You can't go, well, now you're 16, and you're a grown woman, and you're talking back to me. I'm done. I only wanted you. When, you, when I had to change your diaper and you did everything I said. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, and I don't know why I just got that visual, but it's because you said that thing about change. Yeah. It's just when you well, commit. Well, I mean, another, another example are puppies. How many people buy... Cute puppies. Buy cute puppies, mm-hmm. whether or a cute kitten. Yes. I mean, how many, right? Yes, it's a many. huge problem. Millions of uh, animals get killed every day. And and then they grow to be the full being that they are. Yes. And that's not okay. That's not okay. Because they wanted that puppy for the rest or that kitten for the rest of their life. And that's just, that's just is this word in English, in Portuguese, utopia? What's utopia? And what is does that, that a mean? word? Utopia. Yeah, utopia, yes. Oh, that's different. I think in English, utopia is something different. No, it's like a dream that's Oh, not... a dream. Okay, good. And it means yeah. the same thing. I was yeah. like, huh? I need to learn I some mean, Portuguese. I mean, it's unreal, you know. It's like unrealistic mm-hmm. to unrealistic. think Unrealistic. I agree. But romantic relationships are very, very different, I guess. But not really. Because when you stand in front of your best friends, your family, and then you say, I'm going to love you until the day I die. Well, you're saying you're going to be like my kid. You're going to be like my mother. You're going to be like people that I cannot separate from. So that's why I think, you know, in this modern day society, we may have to change those words. We may have to just be Honest and say, I'm going to love you until I can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, and the, or until I'm sick of you or until you change or until you don't make me feel like I'm the queen of the universe or until you don't, you know, if like, you want that realistic. Kind of, but if you want that kind of relationship, but if you're really talking about um, unconditional, unconditional love, love, that's different. But how many people really have unconditional love in their marriage? Otherwise, why do people divorce? Oh, right. he didn't make enough well, money. Oh, he cheated. The, and oh, here's da, 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 the da, thing. Da. This is one of what one of my teachers, my beloved teachers, say to me. And if she's listening to this podcast, you know who you are. 
but oh. is the the prince and princess paradigm. Mm-hmm. So like you know we we are always watching these movies, Hollywood movies mm-hmm. or uh, the Disney princesses that the princess get gets rescued by the prince and they go in this beautiful white horse and so it's this this thing that you know it's not what you just previously said which is now you're going to be in the category of my mother my sister yes. no no if you're like if you're waiting to be rescued by a prince <laughs> then you're just gonna be a prince maybe that that castle that thing is never going to dissolve you know and you're always being this dreamland but for most of us that's just not reality you're saying to love to honor and to hold in sickness and in health right you know till death do us part i remember those vows you know i've said them twice (laughs) with (laughs) two different people so it's like okay so you're saying these things and you may be really wanting these things or those things, but you're not really knowing what you're saying. Otherwise, half of the people who do it wouldn't get a divorce. And I'm not saying stay in horrible relationships, but I'm just saying let's be clear with our words. Because if, we, if we're living in these modern times and we have choices, we can divorce there would be a lot less guilt when you get a divorce if you said, until I'm sick of it, <laughs> than if you said, till death do us. But because when you said something in front of all your friends and you made a vow and then it doesn't happen, you feel like a failure. That's what part, I think that's part of why divorce is so painful because you said something and you didn't stick to it. So just say something that you really, really, really mean. <laughs> but Denise, I'm sorry, nobody <laughs> wants to say those that way. Nobody wants to say like no, like until, until I, I get until I get. You don't sick have to say you. until I get sick of you. That, Nobody's going to say that. But you can say something like, "Until I'm going to do the, I'm going to give this my best shot, and I hope it's forever. I hope it's until I hope and we I grow like old that. together. Do you know what I mean? Because because I think when you say something, we put so much pressure on ourselves. When you say "till death do us part," and then. 10 years later, you divorce. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, anybody, you're going to feel a little bit guilty that you said these words, you said those words, and you didn't honor them. There's a lot of guilt in divorce. I've been divorced. There's a lot of pain in divorce. There's a lot of shame in divorce. There's a a lot of crap in divorce. Do you know what I mean? So I think if you could just be true to you and not say... Until death do us part, until you, unless you really mean it. Some people really know for sure. Like, I never want to be alive unless this person is standing next to me. Then, yeah, say that. And and there's there's many cases of that. I figured out what I was going to say before. It's very admirable. It is. I mean, you know, there's, it's even known real quick that some people that have been together for that long and they're so devoted to each other, mm-hmm. um, which really is devotion. Yes. That's what it boils down. But that like, so then he he passed and a few months later, if not before, mm-hmm. she, passed. she passed. later. Or, or she passed. And then And he right passes. after he passed. Yeah. Because Those are just, soulmates, soul agreements. Like real soulmates. It's a soul agreement. Yes. Yeah. But this is what I was going to say before. Like... I have sat and analyzed marriage, you know, and I realized that marriage is something for extraordinary people. It's kind of like, 
I wouldn't say an Einstein because he's a super rare breed, but like the top 10% of people really can be, can really make a commitment like that and really stick to it and really do it. But we've been conditioned to think that this is what everybody should be doing. And that's why half of the people get divorced and the half that stay together, only 10% are really happy. Because just because you stay together and you're married doesn't mean you're happy. How many people that are together for like 20 years and you're like, oh my God, please separate. Do us all a favor. Do you know what I mean? And then you know people who've been together forever who are just like, you can't even imagine them separated because they're just so perfect together. Right, that's, yeah, exactly. But you, that's what I was just talking, talking about. about. But you still don't know what's going on in people's private homes. But at the end of the day, I don't think marriage is for everybody. It's not yeah. for the masses. It's definitely an extraordinary, amazing, wonderful thing that we all think that we should be able to do. But standing in front of your friends and and family and making vows like that, till death do us part, like that is real. And most of the people that are standing there, they know they can't do something like that. And maybe the euphoria of love or the euphoria of romance or being in like, uh, makes you believe it. But then things happen and you really were never equipped to make that kind of commitment to begin with. And I say this from experience because I was 19 when I first got married. What the hell was I thinking? It's like, what? No. But now I think I know what I'm doing. You know, now I, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I finally got it's this. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> I'm married and like, happy. Well, we, said, we said earlier today when we were having dinner, what do you really know when you're like in your 20s? I mean, or at least like in your early 20s, it's like, but we don't want to sound like a snob or anything. Some people are like in their twenties no. listening to this. But, but the thing is, no, like, you know on, honestly, you guys, like, <laughs> you know something. But whatever you think you know in your twenties, trust me, it's just gonna be like when you look back in ten years from now, you'll be like, what the hell was I thinking? And you might have been thinking something really, you know, great and grounded. But still, you'll be like on a totally different level when you're in your thirties or yeah. early because. It's just what it is. Like, you know, there's certain certain things you just can't buy, which is like life experience. You cannot buy a life experience. No, you can't. You just have to go through it. You have to go through the motions. You have to go through the pains. You have to go through the sorrows. You have to go through the happiness, the celebrations. You have to go through it all. That's, you do. That's this thing called life. But I still want to go back to marriage, though, and yeah. I'll tell you why. Whenever I see old couples, especially... I like going to Koreatown because Koreatown have a lot of like, you know, Korean couples that are elderly and you just look at them and you're like, oh, they're so, they represent this like amazing thing that is just so beautiful. And I really hope, you know, my husband and I were talking the other day, we're like, it's going to be awesome when we're in our 90s. We say stuff like that to each other and it's just... Very sweet. Yeah, it is. And I try to picture what he's going to look like at 90. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> is he going to have gray hair? I'm like, oh, he's going to be all wrinkly. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm going to love his wrinkles. And I'm, I'm going to be all wrinkly. No, I'm not. I'm never going to have wrinkles. But <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of vain. Vitamin C forever. <laughs> vitamin C forever. Yeah, vitamin C, rest, sleep properly. I guess 
Wait, sleep. Sleep, sleep. is like beauty. Sleep. Hey, ladies, get your beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sleep. big, big sleeper. Like I feel like when you uh, have, there's actually lots of studies. If you sleep long hours, it's rejuvenation right there. Absolutely. Recharge those batteries. Do you want to say anything more about Mary? Because I have other questions. Other questions? Well, it's um, all in relationship realm, but. I'm not, I'm definitely not a marriage expert. I, I mean, I, I'm doing it and I'm loving the process and I'm in love and it's amazing. <laughs> it's a journey. But I definitely, I definitely look at, because, I, because I've had a failed marriage before, it's definitely a very different thing where like, oh my God. I'm in La La Land. No, 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 no. Well, there, there is a, a, a Brazilian artist. His, it's more his, like work at it. Yeah, <laughs> the real life. But there is a Brazilian artist who's a very famous musician. He's a uh, musician. His name is Caetano Veloso. And Caetano Veloso? Veloso, yeah. Veloso? He's amazing. Did um, I say that right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyways, he says... It, it, no, it worked. It it la- it worked until it lasted. Right. He said, "Who is? What is this thing what that is a says my marriage didn't work? And you know, or this relationship didn't work? The relationship worked. It worked for two years. You are, or it worked for four years, or it worked right. for six years. It's true. Or it worked for eight, and then it didn't work anymore. But it did work for those years, yes. and that is a beautiful thing because." I honor that. You know, I think everything has a time and place in your life. This idea that, you know, oh, I went out with this person between it. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, darling. It didn't really work. I'm like, no, it worked for two years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love that, Natalie. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because, again, who says that ever, anything? So only for it to work, it means that it has to be eternal. I mean, whatever. That's not the life that we live on this no. planet. What I was going to say is, here's some questioners from the listeners. Okay. So. <laughs> I love this. Abusive. I have a, of course, like I'm, I'm I will never name names in this podcast of, um, unless you guys tell me I am, you know, you may name my name or you want me to name my name, then I will name your name. It's not but necessary. If, if, but if somebody wants, of course, like sometimes like you have something to say it. And yes, of course, I'm. I'm happy. But other than that, I will never, it's just not that I'm not in the business of naming names. So like you just, you know, I'll never share anything that's private with anybody. What I can say is that it has come up from several sources that the question was, I'm in this extremely challenging relationship with this person and the relationship is borderline or is abusive physically abusive yes yes and so my and and then the other question is uh, I would love to know your I know I know that you are not you know a doctor a therapist whatever but I would like to know your perspective and sometimes I have engaged with a few and I'm like you know of course because I'm like oh my god what's going on is this physically abusive Yes, it's physically abusive or it's borderline abusive. And, and of course, this is private. Now, this is like I have a handful of ladies with that same questions. I mean, if wow. not like 10 over the last like three months. There's one thing. Like, what that are I, they talking about? Like the men are beating them? 
like beating yeah. them? Yeah. Well, so what I want to say right now is because I have another one for but this is an easy one, you guys, because I feel really strongly about this. Mm-hmm. If you are in a physically abusive relationship, you need to leave. You, 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 it is not okay. I'm not, I'm not a somebody that I can tell you to leave, but it is unacceptable. If somebody is beating you, it's unacceptable. If somebody is like cursing on you or putting you down like that and you're in an abusive relationship of any sorts, women to men, men to women, it is unacceptable. That is my perspective right there. And I can speak from the heart because without, again, without naming names, myself, I do have a relationship that I was I was in an abusive relationship one time in my life and so abusive that I had you know I this is the first time that I'm sharing this like to everyone but I think it's important because a lot of women go through this yeah and and trust me I'm not coming from a victim perspective or anything like I'm totally you know I own it my experiences I have been in a in an abusive relationship that yeah. I have blood taken out of me and I am not okay with anybody abusing anybody and if it's not physical if it's an emotional abuse that they make you feel like belittled mm-hmm. and they're like punishing you every day and things like that that's also unacceptable yeah that is too high of a price to pay to be in any sort of relationship then have a relationship with your own self how can how about this love yourself Oh my God, we're gonna get into this too. I have another question, but I mean, the, uh, I no, don't know well, if I want to get into well, this. No, I know when I want to get into this, like when this. I want to, no, you do. What I want to get into is like when we, no, what I was gonna say is when we were single, mm-hmm. which we had a big time in our lives that we were single yeah. and already knew each other. We we had a blast being single, yeah, and loving our own selves, loving ourselves. It's really important. And that's one thing that I love about you, Denise, is that I don't care if you're like married, divorced, single, whatever it is that you're going through, but you love yourself. Thank you. You love yourself first. <laughs> Dude, I am not she kidding. You better explain this before you guys I think I'm some sort this. of narcissist. No, but like the thing is, I learn a lot from you because you really do love yourself. Thank you, Natalie. So, which is great. This is actually a great bridge to into the next phase of our conversation which is being a single woman okay. in today's world. The, the, so the first question I had was that one about, that came up a lot about the abusive, but I already shared my perspective. Do you agree with me that that's unacceptable? It's an area that I just don't touch because I have no experience. But you would... Because I, it's kind of, I see so many, I, I just think it's a lot more complex than if you're in a relationship and if you're in an abusive relationship, leave because so many women never leave. Right. Or like, you know, even famous women, women that we think are strong, women that we look up to, that we think are powerful, they stay. And I'm always like, huh? What? So, you know, so that's when I started realizing it's much more complicated than that. I think all their friends tell them to leave, but they don't. Well, what I can explain. What is I can with that? I can explain because I have been in one. Okay. And what happens is I actually have been in two. 
And anytime like that you have been in more than one abusive relationship, then it is your responsibility to look at your own self and say, what the hell are you doing? Okay. And that's what happened to me at one point in my life. I was, you know, stop blaming others. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I I'm, j- let me just speak for myself, yes, okay? Because I can't speak of anybody else. And this is very personal because this is not, I don't want anybody to feel bad. I can, I can tell you guys my experiences. At some point I said, Natalie, the fact that you have been in more than one abusive relationship and you're allowing this to happen to you mm-hmm. is my fault. I mean, yes, it's their fault, of course, but it's also my fault. What part of it in me that is broken that I'm allowing this into my life? So I need to really like take a you know, many steps back and look at the whole picture. And I need to like, I need to take ownership of myself, which in my experience, in my own story, it meant I need to be by myself. I needed to be by myself for a little bit so I could go into deep healing and deep spiritual search and perspective. But I'll challenge you on that because we are all different. Mm -hmm. We do not all learn the same way. So you, Natalie, needed to Take responsibility and own your own responsibility in your abuse. Mm -hmm. A lot of women feel they already blame themselves. They already feel responsible, but it doesn't make them act. So you, for Natalie, taking responsibility was the catalyst to action. But for so many women, they already do blame themselves. They already feel they're responsible. He's beating me because I'm a dirt bag or he's beating me because I'm not smart enough. He's beating me. I'm not pretty enough, whatever they're telling themselves and they still stay. So I think it's different for everyone. It is. But the reason why you stay, and I know because I have been in that is because most abuse doesn't start with the, you know, wherever the abuse got eventually got to doesn't start with that. Mm -hmm. It starts with little punches here and there, whether it's like, you know, physical or like emotional, like, oh, no, I don't like those shoes today. Oh, your hair looks ugly, honey. Oh, you just, and you're living with this human being. And then over time, it's like one thing and then it's another and then it's another. And what it does is it brings your ego so, so low. low. Okay your self-esteem so, so low that you get to a point. And these are very narcissistic personalities Mm -hmm. that have a way to control you and to really like belittle you to the the lowest point of your human capacity. And then they sort of feed on that. And then when you're at that lowest point, the abuse becomes bigger and bigger. And then so you on the other side of the abuse— It's like you organically went through this like craziness that you don't realize. You don't realize because the first thing might have been something like as simple as, no, your hair don't look good. No, your your makeup is always messed up, honey. You know, I'm I'm just making something mm-hmm. up right now. It doesn't that actually never happened. But you know what I mean? It's little, it's very subtle. And then eventually it's like bigger, 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 bigger. And then it gets to a point that you just you're so broken. That when you get that hit on your face or, you know, that real physical abuse that somebody pushes you or whatever it is, you don't, you don't know how to respond to it. You know, it's crazy, but some of my girlfriends that have gone through this and myself included, like the first thing 
to get out of it is somebody that actually, you know, helped gave you the support of like just making you feel like you're not broken, that you're a whole human being. And then you gain getting the strength to get out of that relationship. It's so crazy, but that's like, it's as simple as that, which in the end, it's like not that hard. It's like somebody just saying, I believe in you. And it can be like a girlfriend or it can be your mother or it can be whoever. I believe in you. You can get out of this, you know, hole, wherever it is. And then you see that sparkle of light. And once you start connecting back to the light, eventually you're like, whoa, what was I thinking? Where did I go this past years? You know, you disconnected like from the true essence of your own self, which is so scary, but it can so happen. Somebody can damage you so much from like comments and so many things, of course, that's a long conversation. Like we can look back at childhood. There's probably something there that's broke. But what is it that is the difference between a woman that's so confident and loves herself, right? And then another one who is not. I don't know. Right. It can be life experiences, family. It can be, I mean, there's so many, there's so many variations in a person's life that could be. It could be so many things, you know. I mean, one could argue is your upbringing. One could argue is your family. One could argue, who knows, you know, what is it that makes on the DNA level one person different than another. But that happens. It happens. Yeah. And you're just like listening because you're like, I can't. I'm listening. I mean, I do have, I have to admit, I'm just kind of. Because you have this thing. That you, and that's one thing that I've always admired on you from the first time we ever met to now, is that you have this really strong self-confidence, self-core, self-love. And I really admire that. that. Thank you for saying that. I mean, of course, you know, I'm human. I have moments of self-doubt and worry and all of that. Like, I'm not superhuman. But I do think that... You cannot get your confidence outside of yourself. It has to come from inside of yourself. And if you are with a mate, this is the thing that I feel about a lot of women who end up in abusive relationships. Like you, so you get into this relationship, and I'm an outsider, so my assessment isn't really right, right? But this is what I'm seeing, okay? You get into a relationship, this man is the center of your universe. You alienate your friends and family, it's all about him. And you do not, you, you, most of the time, you don't see men doing this. Where it's like, they're in a relationship with a woman, even if that woman is, I don't know, Angelina Jolie or right. whoever, if you don't like her, pick whoever you think is the woman who's God's gift to the world. You know, that man, when it's time to go out with his buddies... He's going to be like, hey, babe, I'm going to have a drink with my buddies. Or he always stays connected to his friends. But a lot of times women get into those relationships and this guy becomes their center, their world, like everything. They don't even talk to their friends. And then when you are in an environment like that where it's so sick, so codependent, you are being clingy, you know, that person starts to feel your energy just sucking the life out of them 
not blaming women who are abused. I'm just like saying this is like right, right, right. one thing that I've noticed, not with you, but I'm saying, so it's just kind of like, okay, so you are in this relationship. You are very, very clingy. This person wants to go out with their friends and you have no friends because this man is everything and you expect him to validate you, to make you feel good. And he's feeling that. And it's just kind of like, uh, uh, just let me breathe. Just let me go have a drink with my buddies. So there's like, I'm not talking about any, there's no excuse for hitting a woman. No man no. should. But there are healthy ways that women can empower themselves when they are in relationships and maintaining other relationships outside of your romantic relationships is number one because the more wide your network, the less likely you will be abused. Because if that man knows you're close with your mother, you're close with your sisters, I agree with you're that. close with your friends, yeah. he's definitely going to think twice about putting oh, his yeah. hands on you. Do you know what I mean? So like that happens a lot when women are isolated. And sometimes, you know, it's you move to another city, which I've done, yeah. you've done. Where is your mom? Yeah, Where for are sure. your sisters? That's Where are your most, friends? That's pretty much what happened you to know? me. Exactly. So that man becomes everything. And then he has all the power because he is your universe. Yeah. So the number one thing I would, not that I'm an expert, but I would say definitely maintain your network and if you don't have a network make one get out there get into like a woman's group take a yoga class <laughs> you know, there'll be plenty of women there go hiking join a hiking group if you don't have sisters find new sisters i have four sisters so there's always a woman for me to complain to but if you don't have it create it what you don't want is to make anybody the center of your universe because I think that's a huge part of the danger for not only a man abusing you or putting his hands on you, but also a huge part of the danger for failed relationships because when you're being so clingy and this man can't even go have a drink with his buddies or you have no friends and he starts texting his friends and you're going to get angry, you're going to get mad, you're going to be nasty so it's very important to maintain your network. And if, and if you're one of those women who, oh, women are jealous and, oh, there are no good friends and, oh, women are catty, you need to really look at yourself <laughs> because, do you know what I mean? If you're like, oh, you know, there's women, every time I've had a friendship with a woman, she always turned and stabbed me in the back. Well... Uh, look at yourself. <laughs> look at yourself. How are you stabbing people in the back? And then you're thinking like, all oh, women are bad. If you're coming into, if you go out, or let's say you go to a class or a woman approaches you, you're immediately judging her and then shocked when she's giving you judgment back. She's reflecting your own negativity towards you. No, women are not catty. Stop saying it. Well, some are. Some are, but don't but affirm yeah. that because right. if you keep affirming that, you're making that affirmation, you're only going to attract the catty ones. Of course. Yeah. You know, women are not jealous. There's one thing though that I... Stop saying that. Yeah, but there's one thing that I love that you said earlier when we were having dinner is that 
we, like you said, you know, Nat, I, I keep a healthy boundary between my girlfriend's significant others, others yeah. and, and me. And I, I've said, I fully agree. I yes. am the same way. Yes. I, absolutely. I always, you guys, I keep a boundary. Absolutely. I keep a healthy boundary between, you know, my girlfriends and their significant other. Or, you know, my gay my gay guy friends and their significant other too. Yeah. Because the thing is, I am it's important. It's important yes. to do that. It's respectful. It and is. it's it's important to have boundaries. It is. It is. And that's kind of the problem too, because if you have some people, which I have seen it, I have witnessed a lot, mm-hmm. that don't have healthy boundaries. Right, with their friends, significant then others. Then it's just like all over the place. Yeah. I mean, some people are swingers. They're fine with it. I mean, I think you have to go <laughs> person by person. I definitely make a conscious decision to do that. And I think it's because I have four sisters and, you know, a couple of them are married and the other two are in like, you know, long-term relationships. Okay, let's talk about that. What is that boundary? That boundary for me is just mental. Like I activate it in my brain and everybody picks up the vibe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they just understand, don't come at me with nonsense. And not that they would to begin with. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like... Well, and that that's a very important point that you you made. Yes. Because sometimes I hear some girlfriends or, you know, I, again, I mentor a lot of young girls and I, I, I and I mean, when I say young, some of them are this like... This is a great conversation. Yeah. But here's the thing. Sometimes like when I say young, they're actually older than me. I just mean, I don't know. For me, it's like age doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mentor a lot of women in general, but... Sometimes I hear something like, yeah, this is a great conversation. I'm yes. glad that we're having Yes, it. this is fantastic. But, uh, and I'm glad that you guys are all joining us, by the way. And thank you for the listeners, the ladies that have sent me these requests. Cause, and I did, you know, I say, yeah, I'm going to get to this. And I, the reason why I hadn't gotten to this, because I knew I had to get into this with the perfect person. Oh, you're so sweet. And it's just so, no, it's not something that, you know, I want to approach like, but anyways, what I was going to say is that sometimes I hear something like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but all of my friend's boyfriend hit on me. Come on. <laughs> if you're that oh, girl, you, you get therapy. You've got issues. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean... All of my friends, oh, my friend's husband. Right. My friend's husbands are hitting on me. Hit on me. I just don't know what it is, but it's just like I'm irresistible. (laughs) You guys should see this little actress here. She needs an Academy Award because she's doing the whole thing. Seriously. And I'm like, (laughs) honey, I mean, I'm like, wow, that's very interesting because I have, I I just don't have that happen. Yeah. I mean, okay. First of all, we don't want to invalidate any woman who says that she's been hit on by somebody's husband. We know some men have done that. Okay. But, and that can always happen. And right. let me back but this up. But if it up. happens let, to all of your let friends. Me, let me back this up. <laughs> right, yes, right. of course. If it that happens has, every that time, has, it's that, you. That had actually happened to me one time. <laughs> right, right, right. We've and all I, had And I've, I've, I've immediately, like, you know, shut yeah. it down to the point that, like, it happened, whether it's a boyfriend or husband, it yes. starts happening. And I'm like, I shut it down immediately. And it's shut like, it doesn't it even have a way to go. It right. doesn't even have 
have like a place to go. But that's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm no, talking. No. We've all like Denise. You're yes. right. Yes. We've all had that happen. Yes. We do not want to invalidate. It does happen, you guys. But what we're talking about, if you're that person that like. Every single, oh, by every person's oh, husband or boyfriend is hitting on you. You need to check yourself. I'll tell. Okay, she needs an Oscar. What's going on with that? Okay, I'll tell. You, I have to make this point. Um, I think a lot of women get their validation from being desired, and that's normal because being desirable defines femininity a lot of times. Like people want me, and it goes back to. It boils down to people want to make babies with me. They want to procreate. It's very primal. But so they get this thing like, okay, so I'm desirable. I'm wanted. I'm sexy. I am, I'm the bomb. Her man wants to be with me and all of that or whatever. So if you find yourself. <laughs> You're a freaking Oscar actress. <laughs> no, you are. If you're finding yourself needing that kind of validation or needing to profess it to everybody or whatever, no, you're not going to have any friends. No woman's going to want to be your friend, you know, and And let me just, (laughs) let me just light the bulb here for if you are that person at this moment in your life, maybe it's just like a phase, but let me light the bulbs here. Light the bulbs. Light the bulbs. This half French, half Brazilian is just butchering the English language. But I'm gonna it. I'm gonna light the bulbs, you guys. She'll light the bulbs. Here, here's the light bulb, okay? <laughs> so here's the light bulb. That's my my actually like my southern oh accent. Lord. Let me do my New Orleans, New Orleans accent. I'm gonna light the bulb. Okay, <laughs> so here's the light the bulb. Um, what is light the bulb? I get it. It's like enlightening, <laughs> but no, no, no. I have you're a, enlightening. I have a I have a point. Okay, <laughs> generally. Most of the time, I'm, I am, I'm going to hesitate, say, 100% of the time because there's always exceptions. If a woman is, like, trying to attract a man like that, like, put a little scent or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and men will respond to that. Ladies, let me tell you something. You doing that to your girlfriend's, like, husband, whatever, mm-hmm. they will respond to that. Right. Because— because men are wired completely different than women. Right. Now, let me just tell you something. Need a light bulb. Uh, another <laughs> light bulb right God, there. Okay. Is, <laughs> is that the next day after the event, okay? Oh, that, so they slept together? Yes. They like, actually went Well, let for me it? just hypothetically. S-E-S-E-X. Next day, well, usually that's how it happened fast. Well, where's the um, wife if they're sleeping well, together? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, listen to the whole the whole thing. If you're trying to do that and that happens, which is usually like, yeah, like super fast. Let me just let light the bulb here is that the next day, they could care less about you. Now, they're programmed to completely liberate themselves from that situation. They didn't give a S damn about it because... For the most part, it's just that, that moment for them. Now, uh, versus women, we we actually have chemicals that will bind you to that connection. For, again, I'm not going to say every woman because, you know, not everybody on the planet is the same. But for the most part, we get attached. We have oxytocin. We get attached Men don't get attached the same way they get with women. So whatever it is that you're trying to initiate and create, and some of you, like, if you think he's going to leave that person for you and stuff, 
It's dream. It's not going to happen. Most of the times it's not going to happen. And if it happens, it's going to be built on a foundation that's not solid and a foundation of love. Well, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's, let, let's take a couple of steps back because, you know, a lot of men have full-blown affairs for years with yes. their friends' friends and, or their friend's sister or their wives, not friends, the, the wife's friends, the wife's sister, the wife's boss, the, you know, whatever, you know, or the wife's nanny. Oh, my God, that's the worst one to me. Yeah. It's like this person is in your house. Well, their own um, family is pretty crazy too. Yeah, but this person is taking care of your children, Working well, for like you. A, that's actually kind of washing your dirty drawers. Yeah, but that's that, that's <laughs> like, like that's drawers. like so classical and so like I know bo- it's so classic, it's so but boring. When I read about it, yeah, I get sick to my stomach because we had yeah. nannies when I was growing up. We no, had I do two too. I live in nannies, and my dad was like those women looked at my dad like he was God. They yeah. definitely were not gonna get anywhere (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah not that my dad was a saint believe me he's had his whole deal but I but for me the whole nanny husband sleeping with nanny thing that's always been so shocking to me only because I've had nannies and I just don't understand what happens you're changing the baby's diaper and then you're like oh I think you're sexy and then bam you're in bed no no what what happens is it goes back into like that position of power Mm -hmm. I think we're like jumping subjects right now but it's like but the thing is yeah that's like oh you know then you have this person that's in power and what and you want to prove something Again, no, but I wanted to go back. Yeah, I wanted to go back to this. I wanted to go back to compassion. Number one, the women who are needing to have somebody else's man or somebody else's lover, there's a deep lack of self esteem. There's a deep sense of competitiveness. It's like, I'm going to compete with you. To prove to myself, I, I feel so unworthy and so low that I'm going to look at you and what you have and I'm going to do whatever I need to do in the dark to get what's yours so that I can feel like I'm worthy or like I'm validated. So I think we have to, it's kind of like things that don't get spoken about, right? <laughs> Is there a podcast about this? How do we make those women feel like you don't need to get it's for some for some it's actually sleeping with the husband for some it's just seducing him for some it's just he acknowledged that I'm attractive or for it's all different layers it's like I just feel empowered because this person is paying attention to me or I'm in competition it's a false competition it's a false competition. It's a false competition, but they create it for themselves. So how does a woman who is there, like you're there, you're that woman, you're, you are competitive, you are the caddy, you are the woman that no woman wants to be friends with because they know that you are just destructive. How do you talk to somebody like that? Okay, compassion. So we're coming from a place of compassion. What can we say to really empower a woman like that? 
I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? What can you say to really empower a woman like that so that... So my this is what I would say. She doesn't this have is what to I would say. do that. Dear lovely, please do not look into others to fulfill yourself. Dear lovely, please look into yourself. You are the beloved. You are the one that you have been waiting for. There is no one else out there that will fulfill your soul other than your own self. Yeah. So dear beloved... You are the beloved. Please find your heart, find your soul. Go on a quest to find the self with a capital S because it's all about that. There is no other. Others are only you. We are all one. Right. We are the same. So I would say take a step back, look at yourself, and nourish yourself in the most kind and most loving way that you could possibly do i would say look at yourself and see yourself as a child so imagine you as a little girl hug that little girl love that little girl what would you do for that little girl that is so freaking fantastic and beloved and is whole because we're all beautiful and whole from inside out that person is still here that is you and so we all have the responsibility to nurture our own selves. We all have the responsibility to love ourselves. Because if we can't love ourselves, we cannot love another. It all starts here. And that's partially the beauty, if not immensely, the beauty of this life on earth. Nice. I hope that all of the... Any woman who's struggled with this, feeling competitive, feeling like you need to get someone else's mate's attention, or you need that kind of validation, or you need to have an affair, you can't have your own man. I think it's so sad, you know? Yeah, but I, I you know, I, I hope... I hope that prayer yeah. just penetrated, because... I hope I that, I hope so too. I was going to say, I hope that, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, and I've certainly gone through many different things, if not not that one, but other, I, I actually have not gone through that particular thing that we were talking about, but I've gone through so many others. And what I can share again from experience that it's always, I've always had to look back at myself and see, even in situations that I was being, abuse, even if it's physically abused, I have had to look at my own self and say, what part of it am I playing into this? And how can I look at myself with love and kind eyes? And how can I nourish my own soul? And let's now get to a very practical point, okay? Because I, I would love to give you guys some like fun tips, okay? So, this, again, this might not resonate with you, but one thing that I am going to say is maybe, like, go get a freaking amazing facial. Well, we do that. That's we for do sure. We do that. Like, Denise and I, like, sometimes we're like, let's just get a facial. Yeah, it's really like, fun. Yeah, or but, go, go, like, walk on the beach. Go, go to a fun yoga class. Go get a massage, you guys. Invest in yourself. That's my point. Or here's another thing. I mean, I know a lot of people don't drink, or but if you do, maybe you'll spend that whatever amount of dollars on like a bottle of champagne 
and with your girlfriends at night or yourself, hey, have a date with yourself. Take yourself on a really nice dinner. Sit at a table or sit at a bar and then maybe go see an amazing movie. How cool is that? I can't tell you guys how many self-dates that I've had in my life. And some of those have been like the most fun time that I've had. And it was time like me getting to know me and me with me. <laughs> and it's fun, you know. It's great to hear you say that. I think it's one of the things that I take for granted, but I don't realize that how it's contributing to balance in my life. I do have a spa membership and it is all about facials, massage. I mean, I think that is a necessity. It's fun with girlfriends. I think Carrie actually turned me on to Burke Williams. Yeah, kind of. Um, I'm like, actually, I was going to talk to you today. I really want to go there tomorrow. I yeah, would we love can. to get a facial tomorrow. Yeah, let's or go. Absolutely. And all of those things nourishing yourself, you, you definitely feel it's the funnest thing to do yeah. with your girlfriends going to get facials and going yeah. to get massage and just like a real full service spa where you're literally in your robe and you're there. It's not like. You go and get a mani-pedi at some... Which that know. could be fun too. Yeah, not my personal preference. For yeah. that, that's fine. But it's just making yourself feel like a queen. And that's yeah. what you talk about, self-love. When you do that for yourself, you're less likely to cling to others to do it for you. And when you're walking around with your personal magnetism, you are already full of self-love. Plenty of men are going to want to love you. That's just yeah. how I feel. And so we'll be like, well, she's not all that. Like, guys are falling all over her because she thinks she's all that. Yeah. You know, she works on thinking she's all that. Well, and then it's if you, if you do find somebody, wonderful. But if you don't, you're also going to be okay. And you're going to be fantastic. And that's what I wanted to merge into. And I said we're bridging earlier. How about being, you know, we do not have, let me just make a disclaimer. You do not have to be in a relationship in order to be happy. Fulfilled. I agree and with fulfilled. that 1000%. Like it is I do not, not necessary. And ladies, uh, can like, I say something? like society puts all this pressure on us. And I'm sure on man too, that like happiness is if you're with them in a couple and all this stuff. And you know what? That's not true. Denise and I, we've had some of the best times in our lives. Yeah, we, we were have. Like we've known each other perspective like 20 years. Like yeah, 20 years. You guys, like, uh. we've had, like, times <laughs> that we were, like, completely just me and just Yeah, we had, and we were having the best time. The but best then LA's, like, LA's the place to have a lot of fun when you're single. But having said that, I do think it, it's important, like, okay, what steps can we take? When I meet my girlfriends that are single— don't tell them, did you find a man yet? That's so demeaning. Yeah. That is so demeaning. so demeaning. Did you find a man? Did you, are you, how's the dating going? Oh, not so good, huh? Like, like don't talk I don't want to talk about she brings exactly, it up. Exactly. Like, how are you doing? How's I that actually, project I you're working on? I actually love that you said that because I have a girlfriend that I really love. And I really do. I still love her. But one of the reasons I stopped hanging out with her is that every time I'd get together with her. <laughs> You're so funny. First, you just cut her off. <laughs> the first thing that she asked me is, so, are you dating? So, are you engaged? So, you are. are you getting married? 
No, but the point is not the point is she put you I'm off. I'm sorry. No, you're I reduced I to don't want to only talk about really? my 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 dating life when I am talking. I when mean, you ha- own a yoga studio, you're traveling all over the world. Like, You've got I'm all this sorry. other stuff going. Can we going? talk about other stuff? Right. There's so many different subjects to talk about in life. I do not. I do not like to gossip. Right. And I don't like to talk about you know the whole time. It's one thing if organically comes up about of you know something, but it's <laughs> another thing to like every time you see somebody so what's going on right now are you what's getting married your are you oh my gosh are you doing it i'm like listen let's talk about pesticides organic food animals like there's so many let's talk about poetry art what is this thing that we always have to talk about who are you dating? no i agree i think when especially i'm very sensitive to it because i'm married when i'm when i'm around my single girlfriends I do not ask them, how's dating going? How's, you know, your love life? How's the dating apps? I never do. I go, how are you? How's that project you're working on? Whatever. If they bring up relationships or dating apps, of course we talk about it. But when you do that, you are reducing her or you are, you're turning her into, she's not worthy to talk to. She has nothing going on in her life. Unless she's dating somebody. That is all you Which see. Which is absolutely ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And another thing, another I had a friend post something recently and we got into a heated debate actually. He was like, ladies, what do you tell your friends when they can't keep a man? And what I was just like, can't keep a man? What is that? Yeah. I was like, can't keep a man? They were saying this about Holly Berry. She can't keep him. I'm like, this woman won an Academy Award. I'm an actress. That's a huge accomplishment to me. Okay, whatever another woman who's a doctor, who's a lawyer, find another huge accomplishment to you. And it's like all people are talking about is she can't keep a man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? How do you know what happened in her relationship? It's how is that even your business? Exactly. So that's the whole point. I think it's a it's just very third world or something. And I'm from a third world country and I think no, this is it's this actually not, very first world. Too. It's very first world. But there's the word that I'm looking for is something else. It's not third yeah, world. It's just very like Western? No, no, not necessarily Western. It's just very low end. Oh, low end. You know, yeah. it's like low. Reducing someone to can't keep a man. Like that is not everything that a woman is. You know, we are very complex creatures and we've got tons of different sides to us and aspects to us. And, and, you know, I'm in a successful relationship. Good for me. I'm happy. However, I don't filter every single woman through the eyes of whether or not she's in a relationship or if she's maintaining, if she's keeping a man. We have to be careful how we talk to one another. Yeah. And also, let me add to that, like, being in a successful relationship for anybody who's, if at all, wondering does not mean that it's all the time sunshine and roses rainbows and, flowers. and roses and flowers <laughs> and unicorns or whatever you want to think. I mean, this means like it's you work. guys like going through like the ups and downs. That means you're there when the lows are there and that's part of it. And then you're there when the, the highs are there. And then you're there in the in-betweens trying to work it out. You know, you're figuring life just as you're figuring life as a single person. You're figuring life as with somebody. And sometimes figuring life with somebody else can be even more challenging than mm-hmm. figuring life on your own. So right. there's no better or worse or anything. There's no award for anything. It, it's your experience. Life, 
this life, like it's your life and it's your experience. Before I met my partner that I'm with now, I actually was like, I really wanted to go through a time that I was, I wanted to experience life on my own and Mm -hmm. I made it a point. I'm not going to say I was, I was definitely like going out on dates and things like that, but I also wanted, it was very important to me that I had some time on my own and Mm -hmm. I was getting to know myself and doing some work, like deep soul search and soul work that I wanted to. And I I got to a point that I was was okay with it. Like Mm -hmm. I was okay with who I am and I was okay with being on my own. I wasn't close to the possibility of being with somebody else, but it was not a goal or anything. In fact, it was okay, well, you know what? This might be my human experience on this planet. And and I still say this, God, God forbid a knock on the wood. You never know what's going to happen. Nothing is a guarantee. And uh, it's if it, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I finally got to a point in my life that I'm okay. I'm okay even yeah. just being on my own. And I, 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 I do love myself. I can take myself out on dates. <laughs> I can. Like, <laughs> no, fun. I'm seriously. It's okay. It's okay. Whichever it is that you're experiencing. And some people choose that. Some people choose that as their life experience. They're like, you know what? And I actually know some people that I really admire. And they're like, you know what? It's just not for me. I don't. I'm just not a relationship person. I don't, I've tried it many times. I've also stayed by myself for a while and I've done some soul searching and I just, I just don't really want it. At least, you know, as we talked in the beginning of the class for now, this Mm -hmm. moment, everything can change. And I really admire that in some people too, when they can get to a point that they're like, this is just who I am and I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship. And I, I think that there's power to that as well. There is, I don't really, most, I have a lot of girlfriends that are single, but I think what I'm seeing is a lot of, okay, (laughs) disconnect. The guys, the guys that are doing the Instagram, Facebook or whatever dating app they're on, not that those are dating apps, but but guys, you know, if you're an attractive woman, guys are going to send you crazy stuff on. Or your Instagram. So, or if you're, you know, if they're attracted to you, that's what I meant by that. So I feel like the, those guys are like, I'm going to go on a date and I'm going to meet this hot girl and she's going to send me nude pics of her all day and we're going to live happily ever after. She's going to cook for me. She's going to make me feel good about myself and I'm going to wake up in the morning and she's going to give me BJs every morning and everything's going to be all good. And the woman's like, I'm going to be with this prince. He's going to be tall, dark, and handsome. And he's going to buy me Tiffany. And then he's going to take me shopping. He's going to send me flowers all the time. And he's going to tell me I'm beautiful 24 hours a day. And then we're going to live happily ever after. So it's kind of two people going into this, not thinking about what they're bringing into the relationship, but thinking about what they're going to get. So of course there's a disconnect because you're both just kind of, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? What am I going to get? It's like, what are you going to give? You know, when a parent is thinking about having a baby, for instance, they're not like, I'm going to have a baby and the baby's going to change my diaper and the baby's going to cook for me and clean for me. It's like, you're going to have a baby and you're going to take care of it. So when you go into, I think, any relationship with how you're going to care for the person, how you're going to love the person, all the other stuff you get back, it's a given. You know, when you give love, you get love. So when you go on a date, it's not just about 
talking about yourself the whole time and all your accomplishments and showing all your Instagram pictures or whatever, but just connect with the person. I've had friends, third or fourth date, and I'll go, oh, how many brothers and sisters does he have? I don't know. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't know how many brothers and sisters he has and you've been on three dates? I'm like, on the first date, I know how many brothers and sisters he has. I know why his mother named him his name. I know everything. And it doesn't have to be an interview, but it's like if that person in- is intimidated by the fact that I'm trying to get to know them, next. You know well, what I mean? Thank you, and thank you for saying that because I think that that's, that's exactly why some women don't ask that because I've been on that boat. Is there like... I don't want to come out as too interviewing and too pushy. And, and you're like, well, then that's just not the person for yeah. you. Because if they're ready and they're, you know, they're really trying to get to know somebody. How many brothers and then, sisters do you yeah, have? That's, that's so, pushy. So, that's so like, basic. Hello. That's like, so basic. Hi, who are you? So what's going on? And another thing that's so basic, let's just, let's just pretend here, make be like four dates. You're like four dates in five days with a guy. You know, you're in your 30s and 40s. Do you want to get married someday? I mean, and and I say this, like, say you're the woman. Maybe you don't want to get married. Right. Like, you, maybe you're me. Okay, let's, I'm not saying that's me. I'm just hypothetically. Maybe you don't, but it, that's a question that you can ask. Another question that you can ask is, do you want to have children? Do you not have, you might not want to have children. He might want to have children. You might want to have children. He might not want to. I don't know. But these are like basic questions, yes. you guys. To me. This is not like. We're not saying right or wrong, like you have to get married. Like some people don't ever want to get married, and that's perfectly fine. And you can You just need to be on the same page. You as can the person do whatever you want. With. You can actually be, you know, what do you call when you have more than one person in a relationship, like the Mormons do? Polygamous. <laughs> you can be polygamous if you want to. And and that's that's an agreement. And if that's your agreement, then you do that. But you can also ask that. That's another one. You could ask if that's you. Hey, are you okay with being polygamous? Third day. Third yeah. date. And you know, if that's you and he says no or vice versa, then you don't, you know, you can just be like, oh my God, avoid so much drama. Get out of this. I'm a little bit extreme. I, I always have the best first dates when, when I was dating. And I feel like if you came up to me and you asked me to dinner and I said, yes, I'm entitled to ask you whatever question I want. <laughs> if you don't, yeah. I mean, you, and that's part you of, invited me here. Well, and that's so. part of the thing that I love about you. And that's what I was mentioning at one part of the podcast that you, I feel like you really, Denise, you really do love yourself. And you're right. You're very unapologetic. And ladies or in men, men too, that are listening to the podcast, be unapologetic because yeah. you do not have to apologize for being you. Be you. Or wanting to get to know somebody. I don't understand. Be I you think- because you know what? We have a quote that we both love, Oscar Wilde. Oh, yeah. Be you- yourself. Everyone else is already taken. There you love go. Love that one. Yeah. Love be yourself. That one. Everyone else, else is already yes. taken. Don't try to be anybody else. So, guys, you know what? unapologetic whatever it is that rocks your boat whatever it is that it is your expression of you in this life right marry not marry kids not kids adopt not adopt a polygamous uh, monogamous it doesn't really matter be you you can be the captain of your ship and no one else can tell you and like denise said first date Second date, third date, and you know what? If you're in a time in your life that that's, you know, you're, you're just, okay, well, that's who I am. And 
you, people are going to be gravitate to be with you. I know that when you told me that a few years ago, and what, I what did I tell you? You I said remember. that exactly that. What did like, I say? You said, Nat, ask the questions that you yes, want to ask. Absolutely. Don't worry. You should be asking those questions because sometimes I wouldn't ask the question till like three, four, five months into the relationship, wow. and you were like. Ask the questions. You don't have to apologize for who you are. Just be who you are. Yeah. And I started asking the questions. It avoided yeah, so much you drama. Out the week. <laughs> yeah. It avoided so much drama into my life, and literally, my life changed. So I thank wow, you. For, I, I thank. I thank that. you for that. You're I mean, welcome. And my life my changed love. for the better. Even if that meant like, you know, whatever it was, I was not entangled into these dramatic stuff. Yeah. So, okay. I know it's cultural conditioning, yeah. like not being able to speak your mind and ask tough questions. I know we're getting into a long part, but I also want to ask. Not long. It's short. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's exactly. Time is an illusion, but, and I love it. I love these, these long formats anyways, but. I do want to fit this in because it's, it's come up through different sources. I'm going to hypothetically say a question. I'm in my—this is a question from a listener. I'm in my 40s. I would love to know y'all's perspective on this. Mm -hmm. In various dating apps, I guess today they have like Bumble and Tinder and Match.com, whatever it is, more. And— going out on all these datings, dating, dating, and it feels like you are, I am disposable, and it feels like exhausting mm -hmm. to have to meet all these men over and over again. I have right. to put myself out there and get ready and get dolled up and then go to this meeting, and then, you know, the man or the other person, again, I don't want to say just men. It could be like a man and a woman. Like somebody wants to just like have sex, and then like I feel like, I First don't know. of it's all, just men like always want to have sex. <laughs> if you, hello. I mean, I don't know. If you think they just want to, I mean, that's not all they want. So, okay. But let's not dismiss that men yeah. want sex and women want sex too. Yeah. It's like. But the end result, I'm exhausted. And so. What are they exhausted from? I'm the actual exhausted. dating? The whole, the whole thing. That. Okay. The sex on the first night. The, this apparently happens a lot. Right. Okay. So this is very common and you're disposable because whoever this app is like you're flipping people mm -hmm. and you flip yes, you flip no. And then, you know, they say you're a yes and you're a match. And then there's other 10 people or 20 people or 30 or 40, 50 that are also a yes. And so this person is talking to you and also talking to like four, five others minimum mm -hmm. at the same time. And so for... It's just very exhausting for some of my, I'm the only reason guys that I'm not seeing my guy listeners, because actually I've never had a guy listener write to me about this. If you are a guy listener, please write to me your perspective. But I've had over five girls write to me about this. Okay. And so. Okay. My so, thing. Yeah. So I guess, I guess. It's like, wow, how to navigate all this craziness. So many apps, so many computer stuff, so many dates. Okay, so I think we have to read. We have to get simple. Yeah. Number one, it's all vibration. 
It is all vibration. You could be the most beautiful woman in the world if you're walking around thinking all the good men are taken, all the good men are unavailable, men are pigs, men, all the men want from me are sex, men are no good, then that's all you're going to see in your life. Or this dating is horrible. Look at me on this dating app. Like it is a chore. You're, you're already coming at it from a negative perspective and a negative vibration. If you can't get your vibration right, don't go on the dating app. You're not there. You're only going to attract nothing but crap. So that's, I would say that's number one. Get your mindset right. It is only when you're feeling really good about yourself and really amazing, that's when you're going to attract somebody amazing. So whatever you have to do to get there, you know, spirituality, hikes, for everybody, it's something different. That's what works for me. My yoga practice, when I started practicing yoga deeper, when I started hiking more, I started going to the farmer's market. I met my husband at the farmer's market five years ago in LA, Hollywood farmer's market. I think that's when you attract the right mate is by being in the right mindset. And I have friends who've met people on dating apps as well. You just have to be in the right mindset. You just cannot be feeling exhausted, feeling tired, hating it, feeling miserable, and thinking you're going to meet the right person. Mm -hmm. You're already in a negative vibration. So whatever you need to do, everybody knows what that thing is for them. If you need to listen to inspirational podcasts, find somebody that you like that inspires you, like a love guru or whatever. Anybody that makes you puts you in that vibration. So I think vibration is the number one when it comes to relationships because vibes attract. So if you are that woman who's just exhausted from dating, it's going to show through. And Yeah. And also I'm going to give an advice. It's like, if you are not looking for just a one night stand as a woman, I'm going to suggest to you you know, if you do match, let's say you match on an app, mm-hmm. then what I'm going to say is chat for a little bit, I'd say a day or two, and then say, I'd like to speak to you on the phone. Get on the phone, speak to the person, hear their voice, hear their frequency. And if that goes well, continue talking to them on the phone. And then as soon as you can, meet with them in person. Yeah. And then when you meet with that person, in this case, like that man, right, in person, I'm going to give you an advice. Ladies, this is just, again, very personal, but if it's me, don't sleep with him on the first night and just keep dating him and build it. I'm talking about like people who are actually, because those are the ladies that have been messaging me is like people who actually would like to be in a long-lasting fulfilling relationship look if your thing is like i want to go out and have fun and have a one night stand, then nothing wrong with that yeah, go if do that's that. what makes you happy but i'm talking about the other way then i would say like you know create build a friendship build a foundation of the friendship start going when it develops into going on dates go on several dates with the person do not sleep with him I don't know how many times I can tell you that. Like, do not sleep with him. Just keep dating for a while. I want to interject. You'll always hear about that one girl that's like, we slept on the first date. We've been together for 20 years. I'm like, hmm. 
And that can happen, but that, it's, that does it's happen, not the majority. But that's the, that's the rule, not the exception. That's, I mean, that's the exception, that's the not exception. the rule. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that one guy yeah. who smokes until he's, he's 90, but like yeah. most people who smoke like a chimney like that die at 40. Right. It's like, and there's always, know where yeah. you are. Well, there's always going to be exceptions, but if you, you know, we're trying to give, I'm trying to give you right You're gonna now. You're going to sleep together anyway. Right, Why not wait? Right. What I'm trying to say right now is like, I'm trying to give you a very, very effective thing, which if you don't sleep with him in the beginning, not only it's potentially like you are actually going to build roots and have this person for the long run, but you're also going to be taking care of yourself. So what does that mean when I say that? That means after five times that you're with him or whatever, let's say you have never slept with him and you get into this like weird argument and it ends up breaking the relationship. Well, then, you know, then now it's much easier for you because you as you never slept with him. So you don't even have the chemicals that attach you on a physical level. So and then I feel like you also and then eventually when you do sleep with him, for man, it's like men don't fall in love with you because of sex, for the most part. Men fall in love with your personality, who you are as a woman. They admire you. And, of course, of course, you know, you have to be attractive. I mean, attracted to one another. That's very important. I've That's always been I personally, I do want to feel attracted to the person that I'm with, of course. But... Men is not go- that's not what's going to be like. Yeah, they might be like, oh yeah, I want to sleep with her again, but it's it's not really what's going to hold them in the long run. Versus like women, we when we sleep with somebody, we're like most of us, we're like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, no, I want to marry him, and it's like really, you want to marry him? You know nothing about that person. All you know is that like you liked sleeping with him. It's like that's not enough to be in a relationship, you know, that's part of it, but it's not enough. So just be mindful of that. And if you are, I'm talking literally right now to some of my people that have messaged me who are on these dating apps that I understand you feel disposable because you're flipping and it's like, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. And I met a a guy friend of mine the other day not going to name his name, almost did, but not going to. And he goes, Nat, I get matched to like 10 women every day. I could have any women I want. I can sleep with anybody I want because I get matched to like, it's like free sex. Wait, 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 wait. Let's rewind. Match.com? Matched, meaning like, no, no, no. I'm What's not talking the website? About, no, I'm talking about different dating apps. Okay, so... Okay, gets, I don't, you I'm flip. ignorant about dating apps, and I'm sure a lot of the people listening are completely ignorant. What is like? So what? there's many different ones. I, I've mentioned it before okay. in this conversation. And then you, when you're flipping, it's like a yes or a no, and then you match. Like if he said, what matches yes, you? The computer? No. The if app? you, if you, well, the app matches you, and then you have to say yes. And if you say yes, and they say yes, then it goes like you're a match. Okay, because you both agree that you find one another attractive right. based so on the photo. And so what this friend of mine said is a re- is very common, this remark. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but it's, it's I get matched with 10 women a day. It's like free sex every day. Okay, so Because he's app- going out mm-hmm. on these dates and the women are sleeping with him like that. 
Well, that's great. This is what he's looking for. Obviously, the women are looking for the same thing. If they're well, just... no, not everybody. That's the thing. That's the controversy about it is that some people end up getting into that whole rat race and then they're like, oh, my God, I'm not finding. But they're well, sleeping with that's, like five that's people. What it, that's why I said vibration. You know, the app is not going to fix you. You've got to nourish you. You know, if you feel anxious to be in a relationship, anxiety is not a place to be when you're looking for something. And that's not just relationships. That's anything. If you're feeling anxious because you want, and even me, I want that Oscar. I want series regular on a show. I want this. When you go on an audition, I, I, anxious. No. You're anxious to get a partner. You want it, you want it, you want it. Well, that's not the vibration. You've got to take a step back. The app, you're, you're more likely to run into your mate being in the right headspace, walking to the gym with no makeup on, looking at your worst, than putting your best fake photographed photo on whatever app that is when you're feeling anxious. That's the point of being in the right vibration. It doesn't matter. When you are in alignment with yourself, when you've taken care of you, when you've taken care of yourself spiritually, you've taken care of yourself physically, you've taken care of yourself emotionally, you are really feeling good. Then you attract the person, the right person. That's really, I, I believe in that 1,000%. I don't think it's the app or any of that. I think it's about taking care of you. Yeah. And you not, know, I think we, we mentioned that a lot in this podcast, which is it begins with nurturing you. Yeah. And I also think everybody's comfortable with what they're comfortable with. I, I mean... I'm much more traditional and old-fashioned. So for me, I, I prefer meeting people in person. I think one of my girlfriends was like, oh, you know, there's some app she asked me if I was on or whatever. No, no, I, I mean, no, I'm not on apps. But that doesn't mean they don't work. But I think the energy that you're going to spend on the app you are better off spending that energy on you. Honestly, if you took the least expensive therapist, you, you spent 70 bucks and you went and talked to a therapist once a week, once a month, whatever you could afford, that's definitely way better than putting yourself on an app. Working on yourself, that's really how I think you attract the right mate. Just getting you to the highest state for yourself like whatever your goals or dreams are work on that yeah everybody has an opinion i'm like yeah. don't don't bother with the apps <laughs> like just <laughs> i would rather go to a therapist yeah but but deal. the apps are a part of today's world, part of today's we, world? Can't, okay. we can't like some yeah of course some people are gonna know but a lot of people i've been on apps and i mean it's very normal like i i've I been on like i've it. been on apps i mean i know you don't like but like i've been you know i like I to meet single, the person in person because I'm well an energy that's person. what that's what i said like when i was on apps i was like i'm gonna talk to this being for a day or two on the app then I'm like, here's my phone number. You want to continue this conversation? I need to hear your voice. Let's okay. just start with that. 
And then after that, I want to meet in person because I'm not going to spend all this time trying to like hypothetically imagine how this person is through words and texts on an app. No, 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 no. And so anyways, there's ways to do it, ladies. Be smart about it. I'm going to start wrapping this I say this get up. off all the apps. No. <laughs> see, see. I'm totally extreme. She's extreme. I say go to your journal, do your meditation or whatever, get connected spiritually, go for a long hike in nature, get yourself all in the right vibration. Just walking through nature will suck away a lot of the anxiety, the the want, the desire, the need to be with somebody, the need to, to all that stuff. Just do yourself an hour and a half hike. This is my advice. Go for a real, if, I don't know where everybody lives, but find a place where you can go out in nature for an hour and a half, go. Come back home, grab yourself a journal, Write down the exact person you want. And I mean to the T. Flowers every week. You know, I'm being a good wife. Like write down how you're going to serve him and how he's going to serve you. Write down how you're going to be your best self with him and how he's going to be his best self with you. And just that's it. You've created it already. You wrote it down on a piece of paper. Work on yourself. Forget the apps. And he will come. I am so convinced about this. Get yourself in the right mindset and write down the man of your dreams. That's my take on it. I'm sure every single woman in the world has their own opinion. Every single well, woman. I love, but that's I, my opinion. I love your opinion. I think it's ultra valid and I, I, I would take it. But I have also a little bit of a different perspective, which is I'm like, I totally understand the apps. I've, I've myself done it. But I think if you are going to do, I think what Denise said is super, super important. And that's number one, take care of yourself and all that. But then, Number two, you know, know what you want and uh, create it. Yes. Know exactly what kind of man you want. Yes. And number three, my perspective is I'm not against of any of those apps, you guys. I think you can find the love you of can, your life through it. But I, I do feel like there is a way to do it, though. And if you're in it for the long haul, definitely speak to the person on the phone as soon as possible and then meet with them in person and get to know them. Do not have sex on your first date. Stay. <laughs> Man, I'm sure a lot of women are going to have a lot to say about this. Stay. Like, oh, my husband and I slept together on the first date. We've been together for well, 40 then, years. Well, then good for you. You're an exception. <laughs> I also say this as, as a self-care kit. So I don't say this necessarily only like as a recipe to find a mate, but also as a as a human being who wants to take care of your body temple and so that way just hang out hang out with the being that you're in love with or that you think you're 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 falling in love with for a bit like go play some pool go to the movies go to the beach go surfing even take a trip whatever it is was that number three or number four speak on the phone for i don't even know but like speak on the phone for long hours you know hang out hang out if you both have dogs take your dogs out Build a friendship because at the end of the day, and actually that say is kind of weird because to me it's more like at the beginning of the day, friendship is really above all. And yes, of course, you want to be attractive and all that stuff. But I would say definitely build a friendship and see how it goes. If you're attractive to somebody, hold off of it as much as you can. And then eventually when you do 
become intimate with that person, the friendship is already there. And then that's when you're really talking because then there's not going to be a question of, is she going to call me the next day or is she going to act weird? Is he going to call me? Is he going to act weird? You know, you know, you, you're not going to think like that because your friend, a person that's like your friend, you, you'll be like, hey, dude, what's up? What's going on? And, he, and he'll tell you and, and you know, you'll know there is, it'll be pretty clear and transparent. So no games, get to know each other over time. But I'm going to shift gears I, real quick. I, I want to yeah. say this. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. You are a whole human being and your life is worthy as is. As is. Being with a mate is a bonus. It's an extra, but it does not complete you like that movie said, you complete me or no. whatever. No, you are complete. Yeah. You are complete. And if you don't believe it, look at yourself in the mirror every morning and just say it. You know, I am a real big believer in affirmations. And I'm yeah. a real big believer in affirmations in front of a mirror. And when you talk about my strength, my confidence, it's me who told myself I was beautiful and then everybody believed it. It's me who told myself, like, that's where the work is. I looked at myself every day until I believed it. Love it. And so... I am loving. I am worthy of love. Look at yourself in the mirror. And if you don't know what affirmations are, look them up. There are people who teach this practice. To me, it is amazing. At first, it may not be real for you. It may not sink in with you, but just practice it every day. Just look at yourself in the mirror. Instead of going, I'm fat, I gained five pounds, I, like all the nasty, terrible things women say to themselves. Just try it differently. You've been doing it that way all your life. Is it working? Telling yourself how fat you are or whatever, how, you know, you're not pretty enough. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. You know, we've all had those days. But just try something different. When you look at yourself in the mirror, affirm something positive. I am worthy of love. You, I'm we, loving. You are, you are. I am enough. You are enough. You're worthy of love. We are the ones that we have been waiting, waiting for. for because there's no one else out there. And again, the only thing that we know is the impermanence of things. None of us know. None of us know everything that we have right now. One day we will not have it anymore. Even people who are married for the longest time, one person for the most part goes before the other. So it's not nothing is static. So it's really important that we understand that everything is passing. Everything, nothing is set in stone. We don't really own anyone. We don't own nothing. Even mm, our material. Nothing. We own nothing. Our material things, we're going to go away. The people we love are going to go away. We're going to go away. In 300 years from now, planet Earth, hopefully is still going to be here and not only surviving but thriving, but all of us, we're going to be gone to the we're next day. We're going to be reincarnated. We're going to transform <laughs> and transcend. So we'll transform. But you, you are know, enough. You are enough. Don't hold on. Have something in your hand. I imagine like when we hold sand in our hands with our fingers slightly apart and the sand just sort of goes down through in between your fingers. Imagine you're pouring water 
and just see the flow and life. That's just how it is. You I want to say this. This it's is very important great. because a lot of people don't really understand how affirmations work. It's just like, oh, I'm just saying something stupid to myself that I don't even believe about myself. I want to explain that repetition is the first law of learning. You learn through repetition. So when you're a baby, you don't know your name. Your mom says it to you, I don't know, 800 times or 1,000 times. And then one day she goes, Lisa. And then you go, oh, that's my name. You don't say that, but it, get, it, it computes. Mm-hmm. So we learn, human beings learn by repeating over and over. And this is why affirmations work. Because you're telling yourself this every single day, day in and day out. And eventually it seeps into your subconscious. And one day you walk out the door, you're like, hmm. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am amazing. I am a good person. I have a lot of love to give. I'm awesome. I'm generous. I'm kind. I'm loving. And then everybody else reflects it back to you. And believe me, everybody else will reflect it back to you when you really believe it about yourself. That's That's it. it. That's it. And I have one last question. What about when somebody completely rejects you? Whether it's a girlfriend or a guy friend or a beloved, a husband, what? If like somebody someone leaves if you? Some, somebody rejects you. What is your... Well, I'm an actress. So rejection is like the name of the game. But I definitely separate rejection in my professional life, which is going on auditions and getting, you know... Well, how do you deal with that in In my personal life, I... I let me think. How? What is rejection in your personal life? Like what? You go on a date, the person doesn't call you back, or whatever. It's not rejection. Or like you want to be a girlfriend with somebody and they don't want to they be don't a girlfriend want with you because they're doing you a favor. If this person is not smart enough to see how awesome you are, they're really not that smart. <laughs> Do you know? As so crazy yeah. as that sounds, like. They're not this. If you know that you're going, like in my heart, when I meet somebody, I know I'm going to be the most loyal, the most honest friend that I know I can try to be. I'm going to give that person my everything, my thousand percent loyalty, love, devotion. And if that person cannot see that, what are you going to do? Go the other way. (laughs) Go find somebody who's going to appreciate it or going to validate it or... Don't wallow in rejection. Yeah. And I always say focus on I'm the one. I'm immune to it. Fo- Go be an actor. You'll learn how to like let Fo- rejection roll off your back. Focus on the people that love you. Don't focus on the ones that don't love you. Absolutely not. We spend way too much time and way too much energy focusing on people who don't love us. What about even if you have three people in your life who love you? Whoa, that's a ton, you guys. Then focus on those people. The Put more you love yourself, though, and I'm talking about healthy love, like spiritual healthy love, balanced love. The more you love yourself, the more people love you. What about rejection? You know? Yeah. What about rejection at work? What kind of work? Like you just mentioned like me? acting or Rejection whatever. and acting. This is how I deal with it. For instance, today, okay, there was like a job and it was, oh, today, because, you know, I'm Haitian and there's this whole like Haitian thing going on. And a lot of the comedy shows, they want to do like spoofs with Haitian actors or whatever. And I like got there too late and had my agent call and this didn't happen. 
a new way I find to deal with this in my line of work, I can't speak for everyone's line of work, is to be happy for someone else. So while my agent's like, damn it, Denise, like, why didn't we get your stuff in on time? Da, da, da. I told her, I was like, right now, there is somebody who is so happy they booked this job. And yeah, I wish it was me, but I know what it's like to be that person that booked that job. And I know that feeling and how happy that I feel when I do book the job. And I just kind of take a little bit of it. So I just closed my eyes. I was like, right now, there's a girl who's just like, I just booked it. And she's calling all her friends. And I'm like, I can go there in my imagination. I can celebrate with her. And then I can have a little piece of it. And next time, it'll be me. Or it may not. And then I can walk myself through that again. Feel what it's like for someone else. And learn to be happy for someone else. Mm -hmm. That I got from my sisters. Just like having four sisters. You just learn it's not about you all the time. Learn to be happy for other people. Learn to celebrate other people. Learn to just know that every dog has his day. You know? I love that. Trust me. It took me a long time to get there. But when you go there in your imagination, I started picturing what does she look like? Who is she calling? Who did she call first when she just found out she booked? Because I know I've been there. I've been the girl that booked, and I've been the girl that didn't book. So I just celebrated with her, and she doesn't even know me. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. You know, self-hypnosis, yeah. whatever you got to do to just I love that. enjoy your life. Well, Denise, thank you so much for doing this. And, I mean, you've been so generous with your time and with everything. No, seriously. I mean, thank you You're so welcome. much for joining us on Life on Earth podcast. You have such an amazing energy about yourself. And thank you. Relationships, not my favorite subject. We, I did not expect this. No, no. It was, it was <laughs> I very— I like to talk about it. Very, yeah, I mean, the, but it is one of the primary things in a lot of people's lives. lives. right. And so I'm really glad that we tacked into this subject and I'm glad I did it with you. We did it. Wow. <laughs> also, I want to tell you before we leave uh, how, proud, how proud I am of you because you are doing so many beautiful things with your life and congratulations on all of these beautiful red carpet events oh, and events you. and beautiful dresses that I've seen <laughs> you in. I'm like, thank wow, you. that's my, I'm like, that's my girlfriend. That's my girlfriend right there. You're and sweet. I know her. I know her in that magazine. <laughs> I know her in that picture. I mean, you look oh, fabulous. You look amazing. You, um, it's you, a lot of fun getting all dolled up, walking the carpet, promoting my movies. It's, yeah, you know, we didn't even talk about that, but whenever you want the next podcast, yeah, yeah, we'll talk let's about go that. into all of your movies. I would love to ask you questions about Absolutely. your characters and Absolutely. which one were your favorite ones. And Thank you so for on, listening, all of you guys. And I know yeah. that you know we weren't really structured, if, literally. If, we're just you, having conversations. if you don't know this, Denise is an actress and she's also a model. She is just an incredible human, as you can probably tell by now, incredible person, human this being. This is the part where she embarrasses <laughs> me. No, but definitely check her stuff out. She is someone to certainly keep an eye on. And I feel very, very blessed to be your friend, as to also have the benefit of your wisdom 
in my life. The benefit of your wisdom in my life. <laughs> you're you're acting now, which is fine. She's an actress. But uh yeah, just the congratulations on all of your accomplishments because it's you. been it's been really amazing to watch all of your ridiculously beautiful pictures. If somebody wants to follow you, see more of you, maybe send you a direct message, whatever it is, your Instagram lady. Oh, it's Denise Milfort, D E N I S E M I L F O R T, like tomato. And you have a Facebook. It's the same. Denise Melfort, D E N I S E M I L F O R T. And if you'd like to see her in any of her movies and all of that stuff, there is an. Uh, wait, let me try this. I M D B. Yes, just go on IMDb and check out what I have coming Denise, up. Denise Denise Melfort, as always, with a T at the end. With a T, and I, yeah. I appreciate your support, and I really love people and. I can feel the energy of the people just kind of like being here. Yeah. And we all have our mission. We're all here to shine bright and inspire just with our lives. Your life is a testimony. Your life is an inspiration. Your life creates more life. I love that. And... Thank you. And is there a, do you recommend a movie that we should watch with you? Definitely see Dead on Arrival. We shot that in New Orleans uh, about a year ago. Is it a year ago? And there's some pretty famous actors in there as well. Yeah. Pretty big um, actors. So check it out. Well, thank you for listening. And thank you for being you. We need more of you on this planet, as I always say. I don't just say it. I truly mean it. I do this podcast truly heartfelt. I believe in you. I believe on planet. I believe on planet Earth. And I love you. Thank you so much. Let's all together celebrate life on Earth. Let's celebrate life on Bye bye. Good night. Au Good day, you all, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.